the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Eye on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. Welcome to Iron Real Estate. And as most of you really know, despite what's going on in the world, which isn't too pleasant, real estate is always in. Everyone wants to know about it. And um, I always call it the universal language. I'm always joined with um, our show's co-host, resident and legal expert attorney, Stephen Ebert. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Dottie. Um, great to be here, and, and always a lot going on as we, we get into the final stretch of the year. I know, I know. So much. Hard to keep up with it all. Um, and obviously, Stephen works for as a partner at Casson and Casson, and they're all over the place, and probably one of the most knowledgeable real estate attorneys that I know. You should, you know, we've been on live on Saturdays on AM 970 for probably it's over 10 years. Okay, so you can always tune in and listen to us live. We'd love to hear your questions. And please don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at just Dottie Herman. Or you can visit www.dottieherman.com for exciting news and latest information. Of course, we love to hear from you, so if you have any questions, call us at 866-970-9622, and if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer your questions or leave your phone or email, and we'll get back to you. So much has been going on. Um, But good news, Manhattan office availability ticked back up in November with some big deals. Um, landlords lease roughly 2.1 million square foot of, of space in Manhattan, which is really great over the course of November. Um, activity was slower than in October when multiple large leases were signed. So it's starting to pick up office space. You know, it's a slow call because a lot of people don't want to work in the office every day. But that's even changing. People are coming back. Uh, availability in Manhattan is good. And if you're really looking to make a deal, I would tell you in Manhattan, it's a, it's a really good time. And I don't know what people say. I think, Stephen, have you noticed the traffic? I have never seen as much traffic. And I know the hotels are at almost 100% capacity and tourists are starting 
uh, to come back. And Manhattan seems to be getting on its way again. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, Daddy, you know, it's been a busy time, which is great. There's a lot going on, as you said. I mean, there's been some big leases. I saw some over in Hudson Yards. Uh, Wells Fargo, I think, is now opening up a nice amount of space over there. Um, there are other companies, accounting firms that I know that are moving over there as well. Um, so there's definitely a lot of activity there. Um, people are definitely looking and, and making offers. And I think also what's been helpful is we saw a little dip in the mortgage rates, you know, not yes. where they were before, but a, a little bit more comfort and confidence over there, too. And I think you start putting those pieces together, it's been great. And, and I think one of the big signals will be, you know, how also Wall Street's doing. Um, stock market picked up a little bit, too, which is nice. And we'll see how the year-end bonuses uh, look. So I think there's uh, some nice factors over there. And, um, you know, the Fed still hasn't given a final answer what they think of inflation, what way, what way they're going. But, you know, you hear more people leaning towards a pause and even maybe a rate cut in, in the first six months of next year. So a lot of, a lot of good uh, positive factors there. Yeah, you know, Stephen, the interesting thing is, you know, usually every week some magazine calls me to give some some real estate question or something. And so I don't know if it was Forbes, I think it was, but they asked, you know, what what predictions do I have for 24 and where do I see interest rates? And so I have my own feelings. So do you. We're there every day. We're on the ground. You know, we're not, you know, just speculating and reading, you know, material. But I said, well, I don't think, the, you know, I don't think the market's going to turn into a buyer's market, as someone had quoted, um, next year. I said, I think it's going to be a little bit more of the same. And I think you're going to see an ease in interest rates. But if you see that, I don't think you're going to see that till probably mid-24, end of 24. And, you know, hopefully it'll be between six, six and a half. Um, and then, but, you know, the interesting thing is that I don't really, and this is my opinion, so I always tell everyone, listeners, when it's an opinion, I'm always going to tell you this is my own opinion. Um, not a fact. I don't know if anyone knows the facts. But I don't really believe that interest rates are what stop a lot of people. I really believe it's the lack of inventory in most parts of the United States. There was just no inventory. So the the interesting thing is, some of the people that are buyers, you know, just dropped out when the interest rates went up to 7, 8. You know, they just dropped. Plus, there was no inventory, so they just dropped out. And, but they still want to buy, but they just took a hiatus. If the interest rates, let's just say, dip to about 6, 6.5 around there, you'll see a lot of those buyers come out of the sidelines. But at the same token you're now going to have more competition when you're buying. So kind of, I think, uh, my opinion is if you're looking for something now and you want to buy a home and you find something you like, buy it. You can always refinance because if the interest rates go down, the competition will increase. And right now, I believe not that there's any fire sales going on, but I do think 
you have the ability to negotiate with a homeowner, and they will speak to you, unlike the days of the pandemic where, you know, you don't have all cash, don't even talk to me. What is your feeling on that? So I, I think you summed it up really well, Dottie. You know, we have a great expression that we like to repeat in our office is do not let perfection be the enemy of the good. Right? You can find something wrong with every property, and I don't care how much money you're spending. I mean, I saw an article, somebody is buying a penthouse residential property in Dubai for $136 million, and the property is not even built yet. And I'll bet I could find something wrong with that property. Oh, I'm sure probably you can. Not a lot of th- probably not a lot of things wrong, but I can find something. <laughs> and so, you know, hopefully not too much at that price. But the thing is this, you've got to ask yourself, what is your next best alternative? If I'm going to stay at the sidelines and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait longer, at some point you're going to look back and say, hmm, I've been looking for three years. How much rent did I pay in those three years? Okay, you're going to be spending tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent that you paid out that you could have paid towards your mortgage. If you had a 30-year mortgage, it would have been 10% done already. But, you know, and, and you can evolve the property into what you're looking for. So you've got to ask yourself, when buying real estate is a financial decision and a psychological decision. And you have to ask and say, okay, what are my requirements? Does it get me there? And does that fit within my budget? And can I evolve that property into what I'm looking for? And if you wait for the perfect thing to fall into your lap, which is unlikely, you're just going to keep on missing out on opportunity. I couldn't agree with you more. And I remember when I first started real estate, which I don't want to tell you how many years ago that was, but it was years (laughs) ago. I was a little kid. And they had this, like, uh, cartoon on the wall in the office. And it was a, a picture, like a cartoon picture, of this old couple, like they were like 85 or 90 years old. And it says, couple waiting for prices to go down. Of course, meaning they never bought anything because they kept on waiting and waiting and waiting, and now they were really old. So I really feel my best advice to you is, especially, well, besides that there's less competition now, you're in the holiday season. So any, first of all, if you're a seller, Anybody that's out there looking for a house during Hanukkah, Christmas, and by the way, happy Hanukkah to all of you who celebrate Hanukkah, um, those people are definitely serious, okay? So if you find something you like, you can always refinance. As I've said many a time on this show, my first house, I think I bought at 15%, and I didn't have any money, but then I refinanced it. But I got into the game, and as Stephen just said, you got to get into the game somewhere. Um, you got to start somewhere. So, but you've got to be diligently looking out there. And once you know, once the market has a, you know, we're going to have a little more inventory. But we had so little inventory that a little inventory isn't going to make us have a flood of stuff on the market. You understand what? I'm, so, the, so, oh. but it should be a little bit easier. Uh, but more competition. So make sure that you have everything in check before you actually go and make that bid. Make sure that you're 
credit's done, you know, that you check your credit reports, make sure, you know, sometimes there's just mistakes because they just make mistakes. You might find something on it you never uh, did. I once had a, a thing on my credit report because of a charge that they charged me for whatever and I didn't want it, so I sent it back and they never took it off because I didn't pay for it. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, I have been getting rid of a cold. Make you know, sure you- it's 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 you know it's it's a tough season. The temperature moves around, and what happens is people go indoors a lot more right now. And you know, Dottie, some things, particularly you know, when people turn on a lot of heat when it gets colder, what they don't realize is it's really drying. Yes. And you know, if you don't have it, really get yourself a humidifier. You know, it, it's it's a great thing to have one. A lot of times you'll actually save on your heating bill because the moisture stays with the heat. It keeps the house. You don't need as much heat to keep the house warm. And then also it's really good for just the airways and for the skin and so forth. So when you find you have that sort of drying effect, um, you know, when it starts to get cold out, something to look into. Um, Thank you. I will keep that in mind. I know I always have air cleaners you know I, I i believe in them to keep the air clean um but i haven't had a humidifier and i'm going to take you up on that and uh, either get that for a holiday gift or i'll just go out and buy one. Oh, and by the way steve manhattan's luxury market um bounced back now when they say thanksgiving week slow down well that's kind of well Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. A lot of people aren't out looking there that week. They're traveling. They're meeting their relatives. But there were 17 contracts um, inked for $4 million or more last week in New York City. Um, and Thanksgiving is always a cool down, no matter what year it is, because people are busy with Thanksgiving. And it brings um, Manhattan's luxury home market recovered last week with 17 signed contracts for $4 million or more. The deals consisted of 11 condos, two co-ops, and four townhouses, um, totaling a weekly sales volume of $150 million for the week, according to the report. Um, The top contract for the Upper East Side townhouse, which hit the market at the end of September, asking $23.5 million, which was on 75th Street, right by Central Park. that was the biggest deal. So things are moving. Um, a lot of things are moving. I, I think that sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't want to listen to the news. You know, it's, it's just so negative, negative, negative. But I always say to people, you know, I just came back from Florida. I have a good friend, uh, Jill Zarin, who had a big birthday party in Boca. Uh, she has a place in New York, but she has a place in Boca. She had her birthday there, and there was a lot of people there, and I just went for a couple of days. And Florida's great, and I know a lot of people are going there. But I thought to myself, you know, it's great in the winter when it's freezing here. But at the end of the day, when you think about New York, I, I say everybody, every religion, every color, every walk of life lives here. And somehow it all works. Nobody cares who you are, what you are, what you do. And um, it's so diverse and interesting where, you know, some other states seem to be kind of, you know, just, you know, regular, 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 regular. 
I think New York is just, you know, you could sit, you could sit down on a street and just watch the sights. Um, and nobody really cares what people wear or do. I think it's a very unique city, and I think it always will be. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people that have, you know, kind of put down New York City recently, and I'm just like, there is no city like New York City, at least in my opinion. That doesn't mean it doesn't have its flaws. It doesn't mean that it can't get better. It doesn't mean that we all can't get better. But I love New York City. What do you, what, you know, what is your, I mean, I know you love New York City, um, but what do, you, what do you think and what do you hear? Uh, you know, I, I think it, it's, New York City is like a good friend. You love them, you're close to them, you see all the wonderful things, and at times they also frustrate you too. And I, I think it is the greatest city. There's so many wonderful things and opportunities, the people, the food, the entertainment, the business climate. It, it's amazing. Do I have my frustrations? Yeah, you know, I have some frustrations. Um, do I think we are not doing everything correctly on our budgets? Yeah, we got to get the, the spending in, under control. And do I think, look, you know, it's been, you know, a, a rough two months, you know, but Daddy, I got to say, if, you know, to be honest, you know, some of these protesters that are out there, you know, I've gone to Grand Central. You know, a third of the time I have to go through a different entrance because some of these protesters are in there and they're out of line. And, you know, everyone, you can have a different opinion. You know, we, we believe in the First Amendment. However, you do not get the right to block transportation or to threaten or to do certain things. And I guess think New York needs to take a bit of a firmer hand on it and enforce the law of not letting some of these folks who, who are making headlines, and it's a very small, by the way, a very small number of people. But, you know, sometimes if you have a screaming lunatic, people notice that versus the hundred other people who are, are going about their day. Well, see, so that's also, have, that's what makes the headlines. See, that one person exactly, or that's that... That's what makes the headlines. And, and, you know, and as this expression goes, that too shall pass. You know, eventually the, they will get that right. But, you know... There is no better place. If you want to start your career, the, 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 the amount of opportunity, interesting people, companies, um, financial resources, things in such a concentrated area, that is really one of the secret sauces. And the requirement to really interact, you know, is it, it, amazing. And look, you, with that, you get some, you get some downside. And, and, it, and it thickens your skin a little bit, right? You know, nothing like, you know, trudging through the streets when you have melting snow and you got to get around it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. Um, but, but as I said, it's always, uh, you know, look, the, the, the newspapers would not sell if they wrote, the sun is shining and everything is happy and we're all good. And everything is just great. Nobody would buy the papers. So they also kind of live on those people that really, you know, that are out of line. And, again, everyone has a right to a free voice. Um, but, again, I don't think anybody thinks that anybody should ever have to, you know, go through any horrible things that happen regardless of who you are, where you are, what you do. 
Um, I think we're coming to a break already. Time flies. Um, we'll be right back. Stephen and I will continue with some of our real estate news. And don't forget, the next two weeks, we're going to really summarize the year. And we're going to give you all the forecasts for next year. And then you can check us and see if we were right. <laughs> but I think we will be. We'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate, Dottie Harmon and Stephen Amber. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friends, Rob and Danielle Sabah. This Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years is where I've gotten cars, my whole family have gotten cars, my friends have gotten cars, people from all over Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx, they all come to Bay Ridge Honda. You know why everyone I know goes to Bay Ridge Honda? Because Rob Sabah and his team are the best and most trusted in the business. Tis the season to celebrate with happy Honda days going on now at Bay Ridge Honda. No payments until March, March of 2020. 24, lowest prices of the year selling under MSRP this month. Brand new 2024 Hondas in stock and ready for delivery. Your favorite Honda models like the Great Accord, the HRV, the CRV, and more. Be sure to ask the staff at Bay Ridge Honda about the Bay Ridge Plus package that will have your new or used car covered. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. The Happy Honda Day sale ends January 2nd, 2024. I know it's hard to believe, but the holidays will be here before we know it. Why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises. Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff always go above and beyond with every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or are looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and on to sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. That's 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com, NewYorkCruises.com and be on board the Atlantis Yacht with New York Cruises. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Plaza College is proud to announce their Bachelor of Science degree program in nursing has received initial accreditation from the Commission on Collegiate Nursing Education. Plaza's program is accelerated and designed to build on an applicant's prior experience so they can earn the Bachelor of Science in only 16 months. The nursing student's lecture and clinical education is also supplemented by lab work at Plaza College's 5,000-square-foot Center for Healthcare Simulation. The suite of four laboratories features innovative technology that allows students to practice skills development in an educational yet realistic patient care setting. All learning experiences in the nursing program are conducted by skilled nursing educators who have extensive clinical and academic training. Upon graduation, all students are eligible to take the NCLEX exam and apply for registered nurse licensure through the state of New York. The college reports a 90% graduation rate. Plaza College also offers programs for dental hygienists, medical assistants, court reporters, and business degrees. For more information on the program or to inquire about the admissions process for the nursing program, please visit plazacollege.edu. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can 
feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back with our co-host, Stephen Edward, and we're talking about what's going on. And um, this might be good news to some of you and bad news to some of you, but the return to the office rate hit 70% um, in, in the real estate industry. And the bottom line from um, the head of Rebney, President Jim Whelan, said that's very positive. Um, people are coming back to the office. And some you know, some uh, people actually question that number because uh, hybrid and remote work are solidly entrenched, and they said, and I do think that's true, um, but it has increased. But uh, Stephen Roth, who's uh, probably one of the biggest guys I know in the industry, see he's the CEO of Bernardo Realty Trust, said, you can assume Fridays is dead forever, <laughs> and Monday is touch and go. So I think that, you know, from the pandemic, I, I think that nobody thinks that it's good to be uh, remotely working from home five days a week. But I think, I, I kind of think we're going to end up somewhere with a mix. What do you think, Stephen? So I, I have a lot of respect for Stephen Ross. He is an icon in the industry. And I respectfully disagree with him completely. Okay. And and so, number one, how many people said, if you roll back time, six months, 12 years ago, everyone's going to work from home. No one's going to ever get into the office. Then all of a sudden, the, the vibe changed. Oh, well, it's going to be hybrid. Oh, we have anchor days. Oh, we have this. You cannot have it that a business day is not a business day. Right. If you want to pay people a full time salary, which would be working Monday through Friday. Right. You can't you can't have them do four days or four and a half days worth of work on a five day salary. Now, maybe some people would like to go part time and people have flex schedules. okay, but you can't be paid a full week's wage for a partial week's worth of work. And we cannot have it where people are already starting the weekend and that and that is what's happening now this will be part of a continuous evolution Dottie. right it took a while to dive into covid and it's taking a while to climb out of covid and so it's going to happen in pieces but you can already see the difference now there was six months ago versus a year ago now that doesn't mean there's not going to be work from home there are elements of work from home but i'll tell you one thing even in our firm um, you're not allowed to make Friday a consistent work from home day. Can't do it. And, and, and I strongly support that because you can't have it where people just mentally check out and you're, you're going to lose productivity and it's still a business day. So 
part of running a business is that you work with your employees. You, you try to have that right kind of work environment. People want to be there. You work with one another. But it's a two-way street, Dottie. The employee is signing up to also be there. That's why they're being paid. That's why they're getting benefits. And if people are not doing the work and producing, then the business is going to suffer. And they're either going to have to pay people less or fire them, right? You know, you, you can't have it both ways. You're being compensated for your work that's being done. And to me, this is why I've always been a fan of watching this metric, but more so than ever is, you know, productivity. It's not just how much the economy goes. It's just how productive are we? And always one of the signals when the economy is expanding, you see productivity improvements. When you see the economy going into recession is that you see productivity rates go down. Those are some of the classic markers. Um, so, you know, be flexible, have a greater work environment. You know, and look, it depends obviously a little bit on industry too. But also, Dottie, I view it as a, a solemn obligation that for people who are middle and senior management of any organization is you need to train and incorporate the junior members of your organization. And you can't do that if you started your weekend lunchtime on Friday while working at home. How are you training your younger new colleagues that are joining you? And what kind of work habits are you instilling in them if you've already checked out? So, you know, I, I think it's an evolving conversation, um, but a really important one. I do too, but it does say that um, showing return to office in New York rose by around two percentage points in October, but still remained below 50% of pre-pandemic levels. But when I look at the traffic, uh, I, I, I feel that there's more traffic now in New York City than before the pandemic, but that's just my feeling. And look, there's nothing wrong with, I know at Douglas Elliman in the summer, we would let like different parts of the company, you know, not, you know, like if there was a department of 20 people, maybe 10, would we let them off early on, on Fridays on, uh, in the summer? I mean, I think you can do things like that. But I do think that working from home, you miss, you know, there's such a thing as culture. And um, I don't think you create culture by Zoom. I also think that being in the office, you really learn a lot. You know, you don't realize how much you learn, but just from being around people. But I do wonder if the millennials... But, Dad, if I can interrupt on that for a moment, I, I think, look, it depends on the industry, right? In real estate, it's about knowing people and areas. In the summer, right, how many people from Manhattan go out to the Hamptons? A lot. Right? A lot. A lot. <laughs> so if you're in the real estate business... It makes a lot of business sense to say to your Manhattan people, hey, follow your clients. If they're going out to the Hamptons, you should leave the office on Friday too and be with them because they have Manhattan and Hampton real estate needs and you're with your clients. That's a very logical, sensible business decision, right? If you look historically in publishing, they always had summers Fridays where they had shortened uh, hours or even the day off. Because part of being in that sphere is being with those people, the intellectuals and the writers, and being with them. And it was common to go to their weekend homes in the summer. And so they would leave the city, 
to also hang out with those people and discuss ideas and get business. So if, to me, that's okay because it's in alignment with the clients and the spheres of business. Um, so we need to, I think, you know, just be nuanced on this point uh, of, you know, the reason. Um, there are good reasons to do it, but also, you know, we want to be productive. Stephen, I, I, I want to get your opinion on this. I have a, a thing that says New York has about 100 million square feet of vacant office space, or 20% of the total. And Jim Whalen, who's the head of Rebney, praised the uh, Adams administration for offering incentives to landlords who upgrade older buildings, because as we have said on prior programs, the newer buildings were getting the tenants. Um, and he mm -hmm. said that, and, and so he, he, you know, he praised him for giving incentives for landlords to upgrade their older buildings and said that he could make 10 million square feet of space more attractive. Um, even if things go well, he said it will take several years for commercial real estate recovery. Now, you, do, you deal with clients of, of, of a lot of big commercial properties. What are you seeing with that? And how do you, uh, and how do you, what do you consider a recovery? There's, a lot, there's a, definitely a lot to unpack with that. First of all, we are still going to, in my opinion, see more pain in the commercial real estate in some elements. And it's going to be different than what we think. One, you're absolutely right that the higher end, newer properties are much more desirable and they're renting well. The landlords who are sort of in the nondescript, no interesting upgrades, sort of on the sidelines, just kind of collecting the renting rent checks and kind of going in neutral, they're the ones that are going to feel a lot of the pain. And the next 12 or so months, Dottie, are going to be absolutely critical because we're going to see a lot of these commercial real estate mortgages have to be refinanced by that second tier of owners. And how that pans out is going to be critical. Are we going to see owners and lenders work with one another? Are we going to see interest rates so it's affordable to make things work? Um, that's going to be absolutely key. And, and, and so I also say with this, it's great that you're trying to have space improve and be repositioned. That's always part of the conversation. But I, I am concerned, how do you see a cash-strapped owner who has not great occupancy in their building, how are they going to be able to borrow more money at higher interest rates to make upgrades for hopefully future tenants? So I think what you're going to see is some people recognizing the opportunities and you're probably going to have people um, you know, partner up and make equity infusions um, into some of these buildings if they see the opportunity. And that's the next thing, Dottie. It is complicated to convert buildings and reposition them. So I'm not saying that this won't go well, it can. I'm just saying is that there's a lot of nuance and skill that's needed. And if it's well-focused, it'll, it'll turn out well. We'll be right back with a quick commercial break.
I'm super excited about the conversation I just had with Alex Kinsella over at Route 22 Toyota. He was catching me up on the landscape of the automotive industry, and I got to tell you, he really seems to have it figured out. Alex and his entire team over at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, makes the entire car shopping experience easy. He let me know that while inventory levels are far from perfect, they finally got a nice selection of new cars over at Route 22 Toyota, including RAV4 and Highlanders. Plus, they're holding inventory for local New Jersey residents versus selling them to people calling from out of state. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905 and let the team show you one of the area's largest selections of new Toyota vehicles. And be sure to check out their huge selection of pre-owned and Toyota certified used vehicles while you're there. That's 973-705-8905. And remember to tell them that Joe Piscopo sent you. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Unity Bank is dedicated to community-oriented banking and offers a full range of services, including business and personal accounts, business loans, and mortgages. Unity has locations throughout New Jersey and in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, expanding its footprint to 21 retail locations. Grow your savings with their great CD specials. Visit unitybank.com to find out more. Unity Bank is also a great place to work. As Unity Bank president and CEO James Hughes says, the people make Unity Bank a great place to work. We give our employees an opportunity to grow. At Unity Bank, there are no excess layers of bureaucracy as found at Goliath-sized banks. All employees have full access to management with encouragement to make decisions and grow their careers. Visit UnityBank.com. That's UnityBank.com for current CD and savings specials. They are FDIC insured, an equal opportunity employer, and an equal housing lender. Unity Bank, growing with you. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. To pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Visit am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. AM970, The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. 
I'm here with Stephen Everett, my co-host, and we're just talking about everything real estate. But before we continue, I have a call from Jack from, I think, Hackensack. Good morning or close to the afternoon, Jack. Hey, Donnie. How are you? Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Let's thank you. Yes, thank you. In the meantime, I want to say it's very important that tenants, that they protect, they get their deposits back. To keep the place immaculata, immaculate and also avoid an eviction. I found out out of state, Dottie, that an eviction can be as damaging on one's record as a criminal felony conviction. And I also want to bring up the wonderful organization of Pores of War. They're out in, uh, in uh, Ronkonkomo, Long Island. They help American veterans and they help the American veterans service animals. Uh, PawsOfWar.org. It's the, it's the one of the most noble charities ever, and they, we should all support them because people don't realize that American veteran service animals are their families, just as you, you help veterans as your father was. Keep up the great work, Daddy. We love you. Thank God you. Bless. And thank you, Jack. We love you, and uh, have a happy holiday. Okay? Oh, that, that, that's veterans, so true. As your father was. Okay. Keep up the great work, Daddy. We love thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. We love you, and uh, have a happy holiday. Okay? Well, that, that, that's very true. As your father was. Okay. Keep up the great work, Daddy. We okay. love thank you, Thanks. All right. Well, thank you, Jack. We love you, and uh, have a happy holiday. So, Stephen, getting... Yeah, thanks. So, Stephen, getting back um, to what we were talking about, again... No one knows, and as I said in the beginning of the show, I was doing something for Forbes and I, you know, uh, on, on their predictions. In the next week or two, we will give you all of what we feel. And again, no one has, no one but the man above knows exactly, but our best bet on what 24 will be um, and what you can look forward to in, 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 in 2024. But I think that um, it should be maybe... A little easier because U.S. homes were the least affordable. Now, we're not talking about New York City now. Nationally, New York uh, U.S. homes were the least affordable on record in 2023. I don't know how many people knew that. Um, in 23, someone making the medium U.S. income of 78000 and change would have spent 41% of their earnings on monthly housing costs. So... With interest rates coming down, as I said, I think things will open up. But I don't see, and I don't know about you, Steve, it's just I don't see the floodgates opening. I just see, you know, a little bit easier, a little bit more negotiability, okay? Uh, and a little bit, you know, you can talk to landlords, you can talk to the sellers again, or you can try to negotiate a bit. You know, look, I think there's a high desire for ownership. And what's interesting, culturally, you are not seeing a generational change in, in, in a reduction of demand. In fact, actually, the youngest um, tier of home buyers are actually polling to be more motivated to buy than even some of their, their older cohorts. But the issue is, Dottie, it, it's exactly affordability. But I want to add something else to affordability. Mortgages are key, but it's not the whole equation. 
One, how is the stock market doing to save to put down the down payment? The other question is, what about the ancillary costs of energy, insurance, and an upgrade? And, and this is where, you know, I really hope the politicians are listening. There is a fine balance. Yes, it's always great to have the latest technology, the newest shiny toy, the most environmentally efficient systems in a home. However, we are also not serving our society well if we make those requirements unaffordable. If, those, if we keep on putting mandates in real estate and it makes the cost of ownership too high based on the income and people aren't ready to get there yet, we are doing also a disservice to society too. Um, and that's an important balance, which I hope they keep under consideration um, because I see it. I see it sometimes when I, when I see people who are really stressed out over, okay, I have enough to close, but what about the day after? making sure that they manage it. And this is where having the right team, understanding and understanding what it means not only to buy a home, but to own and manage a home. Um, and that's, that's just a really important part of the calculation. So, you know, look, have salaries been keeping up with inflation? Mm, that's been a mix, Dottie, to be honest, uh, lately. As inflation's coming down, interest rates will hopefully be coming down. That's helping, as you're rightly pointing out on the affordability. But we need to make sure insurance is affordable. Municipalities keep property taxes in check. You know, Dottie, because we've become more of a mobile and digital society, in my opinion, some politicians have made the mistake of saying, ooh, we want to tax people proportionally more in their real estate because you can't move the house. But, but it's really wrongheaded. You have to really make sure that you're budgeting appropriately across um, asset classes and where you get your tax revenue fund. You, you can't overtax the real estate side. And again, I'm speaking generally. There's different jurisdictions around the country. But, it, you know, but it's a trend that I see that's a really important one to call out. Yes, and you know we don't have time on this show, but in, we're going to talk about what you really should do in preparation of buying a house. Uh, but in, in, in speaking to that, uh, affordability. I, I read, and I don't have the date of when it will be completed or how you sign up for it, but uh, I did read that 105 affordable homes will re will replace the Harlem prison, and uh, it says that uh, the housing project is set to go up at the site of the former Lincoln Correctional Facility in Harlem, and the residence will be for people to buy, not to rent. And it's a $91 million project, and it will be uh, for people whose household earnings are between 80% and 100% of the area median income, or basically between 101000 to 120000 for a family of three, and require a down payment of only 5% to purchase. So we'll keep our eyes out on that for you, and we'll let you know as that progresses. But... One of the things that I think is really important for you to know is you should shop around for mortgages because, you know, if you have good credit, which is the most important thing, most, 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 because when they advertise a mortgage rate, whatever that may be, that is only for the people who have great credit. If your credit isn't 
perfect. If they're advertising a mortgage rate at, let's say, 7, it won't be 7 if you have some flaws on your credit report. So really make sure you check your credit report. I can't tell you how many errors there are in them. And, um, you know, as you said, you have to have some slush funds. You can't go into buying a home and then think nothing is ever going to go wrong because even in a brand-new house, as you said, Stephen, there's going to be something. But. Absolutely. And, and Dottie, can I just go back to credit for a second? Not all credit reports are the same. True. If you order a credit report online for free, which you are entitled to do, the type of credit report that the lender will order is different. And the scores will be different. So I know sometimes people say, I don't understand. I thought I had a this score, but the banks that they have a that score. It's all boiling down to the FICO model that they use. Okay, that's the credit scoring model. And there's different versions that are out there. Like, I'll give you an example, Dottie, right? Let's say you had a fight over a doctor's bill for $100, right? Okay. Let's say you thought it should be covered by insurance. The billing office said no. And now, all of a sudden, they're saying you're 60 days late. And let's say, otherwise... You pay everything on time, you're stable employed, good savings and everything. Do you think you should have good credit or your credit should take a hit? Well, well I, don't, I don't think my credit should take a hit, but I think it will if you don't check on it. So the answer is the classic lawyer answer, it depends. If you use the scoring model that traditionally banks have used, then your credit will take a hit because you're not paying a bill. If you take some of the newer models that are out there that haven't been fully adapted, they, the newer models say, wait a minute, that's kind of silly. Fighting over a $100 bill does not say that you don't pay your bills, right? And so literally the answer changes depending upon which FICO scoring model is being used. And so this is where sometimes people fall into the trap of, the one I'm looking on online, which I can use for free, is a different model on how things are understood and calculated versus what mortgage lenders are doing. So make sure that when you are looking, make sure you talk to a mortgage professional and see what credit score they come up with, not just the one that you can see online. Very, very important. So what would you recommend? Would you recommend I get two or three credit reports before? I mean. So here is the other thing that's out there, Dottie. People always have this question. Doesn't pulling my credit report lower my score? And the answer also depends, right? Some of the credit models are concerned. If you have different banks pulling your report, then they'll say, oh, you must have a problem. And you're going desperately to different sources for money. And so that's a warning sign that you're having a financial problem, and so we're going to lower your score. However, that's not always the case. So the general rule of thumb, Dottie, is that if you are having your credit score picked by banks for the purposes of getting a mortgage, and here's the kicker, Dottie, you have those scores pulled within the same 30-day window, it is analyzed as only one credit pull because it's thought of that you're shopping for a mortgage. So, Dottie, it's critical that 
there's a difference between having three different banks in the same week pulling your credit score, all in connection with shopping for a mortgage versus one mortgage loan, one car loan, one credit card. And then, Dottie, here's the kicker, and this is where people tend to get into trouble because they'll say, well, Steve, I've shopped with different banks, and I've only applied for a mortgage, and my credit score went down, and you just told me a second ago that it won't go down. Here's the thing, Dottie. That 30 days is critical. That it's... In other words, 30 days. Explain the 30 days. So let's say, for example, Dottie, we're going into the holidays, right? right? And I say, you know what? After the new year, I'm going to start looking for a property. So what I'm going to do is let me talk to my banker now, pull a credit score. It's December. Then I go. We have a nice family holiday dinner. We go on vacation. It's New Year's. Then I start looking in January. It takes a couple of weekends. Now, all of a sudden, it's February. And now I'm starting to get a sense what's on the market. So I talk to another bank, pull my credit report. Because it's more than 30 days, two different banks, it's going to be now looked at as multiple credit pulls. See, what happens is people forget is that they pulled it once or twice before, right at the beginning of their search, and then they start searching in weeks or sometimes some months go by, and then they start really talking to other banks and they pull again here and then again there. Now, all of a sudden, they're having that multiple credit pulls. And so that's where they need to understand and why you're hearing almost like a schizophrenic answer of, wait a minute, getting multiple credit pulls for a mortgage doesn't impact my score, but yet it does. It's both categorical and time-based. Very, very important. And that's Dottie, important. the last thing I do want to mention on this Sure. And people need to really have this conversation with their lender. There is the minimum credit score that you need to qualify for the loan. But sometimes if you have a higher score, they will give you a better rate because you're considered a lower risk. And a lot of times while people might by a large margin have a score that's high enough to qualify, they may only have a very small cushion to keep them at that better rate. And so it's very, very important when you're talking to your mortgage professional, find out not only the credit score you need to qualify for the loan, but find out if for that particular loan program, if having a higher score will give you a better rate and what is the cutoff for that in case your score tweaks as part of the process. You couldn't have said that better. And that's why I'm telling you the rate that is published is only that rate if your credit is pristine. So it's an important question to ask. Stephen, we'll be together very soon and we'll be talking. Please, we want to know what you want to hear and what you want to know. We're going to be here with Bray Duchette, who is going to talk about the gift of home and the gift of gathering and entertaining since we're in the holidays and we're all going to be hopefully entertaining or being entertained. We'll be right back. Talk to you.
The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.